Hello and welcome to Lost in Sci-Fi and Fantasy. I'm your host, Leo, and today we're delving into the Adam Driver-led film 65. This is an interesting one. Uh, some some minor warnings before we get into the actual like discussion of the film and whatnot. Similar to uh, Annihilation, this one's a bit gory and uh, has a, some kind of gross stuff sometimes. It's not nearly uh, as often or anything, but it, it is, it's there. So just fair warning if you're squeamish, just so you know. Uh, other than that, yeah, let's, let's kind of dive on in. So this is another one that I just kind of saw the trailer for. Uh, so, some of my favorite, like, dinosaur YouTube channels, dinosaur content YouTube channels, were talking about it before the movie came out and posted the trailers. And I was like, oh, cool. And I watched the trailer and I was like, that's interesting. What are they going to be implying there? We'll see. But I didn't. I didn't watch it in theaters or anything. It's, it's another one that I just kind of let pass by. Because it, while well, it seemed interesting, it didn't, you know, it didn't inspire me to actually go see it. So, yeah. But, recently, again, same with Annihilation, uh, it, it appeared on Netflix. So I was like, eh, why not? And gave it a watch. Overall, I would say it's a it's a pretty fine movie. Though the, the recap's going to be fairly short. Because... The movie only comes in at about an hour and a half, and I would say a good hour of it uh, is mostly them just walking. Uh, but let's get into it. So, the film opens with like a little journey through the universe, I guess, and it, it, it's a little bit weird because it, it kind of goes one. I, 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 it took me a good minute to realize that it wasn't one of the studio logos because it it just came in right after. So it took me a minute, but then I was like, okay, you know, th this is definitely part of the film. Then some text started popping up that's just, I guess, trying to easy into it. It takes us to another planet where we see Adam Driver with his wife just chatting while their daughter plays in the sand uh, down down the beach way, and they're talking. He, he's trying to figure out how to broach uh, the co topic of conversation to his daughter. Or, technically, it's, he's trying to break the bad news that he's going to be gone for two years on a mission. And he's having trouble getting up the courage to tell her. But his wife tells him, just tell her it's because, you know, he's doing it, that you're doing it for her to treat her to cure her. And then... Oh, God. Per perfectly timed, um, imminent doom cough, I guess, as his daughter starts coughing. Luckily, not blood. So that's, I guess, a positive. But he sets off. Th this is supposed to be a two-year trip, sending, I guess, a, a bunch of... Basically, a transport operation, sending a bunch of colonists to a place. They're in cryosleep, but he's not for some reason, which is a bit weird. I understand it makes some sense that you know you wouldn't have the pilot in cryo sleep, but I mean that's like a sci-fi classic. Everyone goes to sleep. The ship can do most of the work. But they end up in the, hitting an asteroid field which doesn't immediately raise alarms when the ship's in, like hit for some reason. Like it it takes a good like 30 to 40 seconds after it's been hit for any kind of alarm to register. Even though this ship has, like, long-range sensors and is able to see that they're in an asteroid field. But it's just like, eh, I'll let him sleep an extra minute or so. But the alarms start going off. He tries to, like, 
take manual control and guide them out. The ship ends up just getting completely destroyed, and they have to make an emergency crash landing on a nearby planet. That planet, uh, after 16 minutes of film time, is revealed to be Earth. Fun. <laughs> so, the, the 16 minutes of film time is, of course, the intro, them crash landing, and then him just kind of spending some time searching, just looking around, looking at stuff for a little bit, contemplating suicide, and then... It, then you get the title sequence, which is 65 million years ago. Earth was, you know, visited by a visitor guy. Yeah, it, it's it's a bit weird. So he determines that there's no survivors and sends out a message saying, no survivors, no point, and then sends that off. Then he does find a survivor, sends another message, says, one survivor, some point, send help. And then the distress beacon is sent. They ha run into a bit of a, a language barrier. She does not speak the same language as him. And his translator, conveniently, is broken. So he needs to figure out how to, you know, communicate to her that they need to go find the escape pod. Because while he was scouting, he noticed, while in a in a sulfur field, I think it is? It, it's like a geyser, geyser field thing. He notices a little twinkle in the distance. He goes, scans it, sees, okay, the rest of the ship's over there. We need to get over there, and we can get out. Cool. On his way back, he runs into her, chases her down. They see dinosaurs, and he tries to communicate, but finds out that they don't speak the same language. Though she's able to pick up on some things here and there, and he's able to, like, through context, figure out what she's talking about a little bit. But anywho, they journey, start journeying to the mountain. He lied to her to get her to actually go by stating that her, her family will be at the top of the mountain. Even though that, that's not the case. He literally, like, in the next scenes, like, so I found this girl, parents dead, um, send help, <laughs> essentially. And from then on, they're just kind of walking most of the time. There's a little bit of, um... A little bit of, you know, playfulness and whatnot here and there, which is very unwarranted in this situation that they're in, which is high-stakes survival. There's a few moments where he's like, you, you need to listen to me or else you'll, you'll get yourself killed. That's a moment when they come across what looks to be potentially like a baby T-Rex or something. Maybe that's in like a tar pit. They pull it out and it like starts kind of hobbling away and then immediately gets attacked and killed so that was that uh then as they continue on their journey uh let me think yeah so the fog starts to kind of cover up what uh their signal it starts blocking their signal and they have to kind of re re-triangulate so he climbs a tree to do that and notices, well, a bug crawls on his hand, he freaks out and falls out of the tree, dislocates his shoulder, and at the same time, they get attacked by these weird creatures. Now, they are not any kind of dinosaur I know of. Uh, they, they remind me a lot of the Indominus Rex. Not the Indominus Rex, the uh, In Indoraptor? 
Is that what it's called? The the one from Fallen Kingdom. Basically, it it has like the head, like a very small-ish head version of like a T-Rex, but like a thick neck in comparison to where the head just kind of continues. Then it has this very slender body with like weirdly long arms and like long legs to where it looks like it's just like a guy crawling on the ground with a like a long neck and a and a dinosaur head. Um no clue what that the hell that's supposed to be, but a bunch of them attack. Uh it's a panicked race for him to reset his shoulder uh and start fighting. He starts killing them, but there's a lot more than he thought. And so he sends her off to hide. She does. But uh, her hiding spot is not terribly great. As there's like these pterosaurs of a sort that are nearby. They like land nearby. And are starting to kind of come close to her. Again, another thing. I don't. I don't recognize what kind of dinosaur that that might be. No clue. I have not seen a pterosaur quite like that before. Um. Anywho, so as they're coming to attack, more of those weird long-bodied things, Indoraptor-esque things, attack. Uh, some go after the pterosaurs, but most kind of corner her. And. He's able to save her last minute, but she goes into a bit of like a, a panic attack, justified. Uh, and he's like, well, fine, we'll wait. In, funnily enough, in the place where they were attacked, so they, they don't go anywhere to be safe or anything. She just sits there, huddled against a rock. Fair enough. I mean, that would be terrifying, especially since she gets dragged away by one for a bit, and uh, it's not great. Then he's able to calm her down by whistling. It's a thing that he shared with his daughter. Uh, doing that, 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 uh, cu cupping your hands together and uh, blowing through your thumbs, uh, whistle. Uh, funnily enough, the movie actually, like, when he was doing that with his daughter at the beginning of the film, I was like, oh, yeah, maybe I can do that. And I, and I did. <laughs> I, sat, I sat there for a little while just whistling through my hands. I was like, oh, cool, I've never been able to do that before. Fun. Uh, <laughs> so, that's a positive, I guess. <laughs> Um, then she, she whistles in a different way and they're like, ah, oh, cool. And he's like, move. And she's like, yeah. So they continue moving. They end up camping in a cave. He sets up and whatnot. She, there's, there's this through line as well, a little bit where she has like these berries. She, she like plucked the, a branch off of a bush and started like chucking them at him. And he took one, tested it. He's like, don't eat it. You'll like you. You'll die. Don't eat it. And then you're like, okay, that that makes sense, I guess. But there's a couple times where you're like, is she, is she gonna eat it? Because she's like just playing with the berries and whatnot. Um. No, it doesn't really come up. Uh, but after they set up camp. Uh, she reveals that she's taken a, one of the pictures of his daughter, and he's like, why did you take that? Then he, like, plays it for her. And then turns it off. 
Then they go to sleep and the, their proximity sensors start going off. And while he's investigating, turns out this bug, turns out this bug, uh, like crawled into her mouth. And so he, he, he kills it and she like throws it up. It's like I said, some really disgusting stuff happens in this movie. That, that was one of the grosser ones. Um, so he, he's investigating around. And this is like one of the prominent shots from the trailer where while they're looking at a noise coming from inside the cave, like deeper inside the cave, lightning flashes outside and there's like something behind them. Now in the trailer, it looks like it's a T-Rex and in, in the movie as well, it looks like it's a T-Rex, but supposedly when the end of the film actually comes around and it makes a reappearance, it's not. It's like a, it's like a, a bigger version of the like Indominus Rex little guys. So I am very confused as to what it, it's supposed to be. Uh, but hey. Anyway, so they are pushed further into the cave because of the bigger Indominus Rex. Uh, Rex slash Raptor guy. Uh, he, he gets some shots off on it, but it's, it's still coming. So he goes in. They go in deeper into the cave, and it shows that there's a dinosaur in the cave, but it doesn't come up until like ten minutes later. So they they go in further, follow the airflow, find a potential other exit. He starts digging, but they can't get through. Like, he, he starts giving up, and he tells her, look, I lied to you, your family's not out there, we might as well, like, give up. But then, she keeps, like, going, and he's like, well, you can't understand me, so, whatever. He takes one of his little bomb things, which are these, like, little marble-sized, um, explosives, and he chucks one in, is able to clear out the rock, Gives the rest of them to her, and he says, just in case, and sends her through, then follows, but then that cave collapses, and he's able to hear the whistling, so he knows that she's still alive, and so he works his way through, ends up fighting that dinosaur finally, and gets gets on out of the cave, but they're now technically at opposite ends of the cave system. And she gets attacked by this little thing. And this is kind of where the berries become relevant, but don't become relevant at all. So she she finds this, like, spine or tooth or something stuck in a log. And she takes it out. And she takes the berries, mashes them up. And rolls the tip of the spine tooth thing in it to create like a, a poison spear. And then she like takes the whole leaf with the berries and whatnot, wraps it around the tip, sticks it in her backpack, and then leaves. But then she gets attacked by the little thing. And you think, oh, okay. She's gonna, you know, use the, the thing against this thing. Nope. So she crawls into the log where the tooth spine thing was... 
and it kind of starts coming after her. She crawls fully through, then climbs on top of the log, crushes one end of the log uh, to seal it one side, goes to the other, crushes that one, and then dumps all of the explosives into the log. And for some reason, it makes a much smaller explosion than you might expect. I was expecting like a massive like boom because it's all of the explosives at once. But no, it's just like a it's a little like a poof. okay. <laughs> then while he's trying to catch up to her because he hears her screaming when she gets attacked, and he's running, and he's running. And he kind of like runs a bit down a hill and then just falls into the ground because he falls like straight into like quicksand, essentially. And he he tries to move and he keeps calling her name, but he sinks down. Uh, she is able to get to him just in time to, to lower a branch and he pulls out, pulls himself out and, you know, gives her a big hug and says, thank you. Then, I think, then they, they know, periodically from the time that he, they enter the cave, he, he's kind of looking up at the sky and there's something coming. It, it's, it's the asteroid that wipes out the dinosaurs. He scans it and it's like, oh, it's a, you know, catac cataclysmic, uh, asteroid or something like that. So, it's kind of a race against time to get to the ship before the asteroid hits. At this point, they, they're able to make it to the ship. He's like, okay, cool, the, the, the emergency beacon's been received, the rescue team's on the way, we can go. But the little girl is still looking for uh, her, her family, her parents. And she comes to the realization that they're not there and that, and she like finds some of the, the cryo chambers and realizes that her family is very likely dead. And I'll give the actress props here. She definitely like has that a few really good like faces of like coming to terms with the fact that her parents are dead and she's kind of alone in the world or the universe technically. Uh, and, yeah. <laughs> but he's able to, you know, talk, he talks to her about the fact that, like, his daughter is dead uh, and whatnot, which we get glimpses of throughout the film, especially, we're pretty much shown that, yeah, she doesn't make it ver fairly early on once the, once the little girl's, like, exploring the, his, his half of the, <laughs> the remaining half of the ship, the front half. Um, she goes through his, like, little video diary things and you see the progression of her getting worse and eventually just being like in her, in her deathbed saying that she's tired and then we we're shown later that yeah no she she definitely did die because for some reason the treatment i guess didn't work so his going on this two-year journey was technically a waste. I mean, it was worth a try, but it, it kind of ended up being a bit of a waste. 
Especially since many other people also died. But he's able to convince her to, you know, get onto the escape pod or the escape craft. But the escape craft is then hit by one of the falling asteroids. And the ship falls apart. And the escape pod ends up upside down. And they have to try to get it right side up. And luckily... So, <laughs> at this point... Uh, a More of an actual T-Rex comes and attacks them. And... It, it attacks them and knocks the ship over and around. But only on like the second attack after I believe he kills one of them. Because he gets out and fights them. Uh, she uses the hologram of his daughter to help distract them. And one of them notices after its, I guess, mate gets killed. Follows the light, attacks it, flips it over. And now it's the right side up again. Yay. He's able to then kill the second one. And then... The weird Indominus Rex thing attacks again. And you can tell because it has like gunshots on its face. And this is when you actually get like a proper look at its body. To where you're like, oh, it, so it's like a, an even bigger version of those smaller ones that attacked earlier, I guess. Like I said, it's it's very weird. But it attacks. He flees. Ends up, like, breaking his ankle. Adam Driver gets fucked up during this movie, man. Like, <laughs> he... At the beginning of the film, when they crash land, he has a bit of shrapnel in, in his side. He pulls it out and sprays it with some foam thing. Um, he gets probably a, a mild burn on his arm when some, like, hot, um, hot boiling sulfury water touches him. Then he falls out of a tree, dislocates his arm, has to reset it, and then yeah, then he he also gets his arm bitten, and then he breaks his he breaks or at least sprains his ankle and has to hobble. He ends up back in the the like geyser sulfur field from earlier and tries to like have the dinosaur thing go over it. And get boiled, and it looks like that's what exact that's exactly what happens. But I guess it didn't because then the dinosaur comes, still comes after him. She comes in and stabs it in the eye with with the poison stick thing, so the the poison part of the poison stick thing is pointless because immediately after the geyser bursts again and melts the face off of the dinosaur. So the poison stick was kind of useless. I mean, the stick itself was nice. That stick spine tooth thing was nice. It it stabbed dinosaur good and I, but it the poison part of it was nothing. <laughs> but they get back on the ship, launch it, and they make make it away. And it's like here's the interception point. Good job. Then it pans back down, shows us a dinosaur with, like, the fire and whatnot after the asteroid hit. Then the dinosaur skeleton, then the ice age, then a field, 
then a farm in the field, and then a city rising, and then the movie ends. So, what exact impact they had? Probably none. It's just like, what if two aliens like that look exactly like humans crash-landed on Earth just before the asteroid hit, and then left, and everything was fine? <laughs> Did... Did they at all somehow influence uh, mankind? Probably not. Uh, no clue. Did they make it to the to the uh, meetup point? No clue. The movie throughout kind of hints that he might end up dying. Like that's kind of the foreshadowing it's having that he might die of his his uh, his injury, the shrapnel injury that he he got early. Because he, at some point when they're like resting by a, a waterfall, he checks it, it looks fucking gross, and then he puts it down, and she's like looking at him kind of worried, and he's like, I'm just tired. And she's, she just keeps repeating what he's saying, and then they move on. And with how fucked up he gets, you kind of expect, oh, okay, he's probably gonna die. <laughs> but no, he, he, I guess he doesn't. Uh, do we see him reunite with his wife? No. Does his wife even get a name? No. <laughs> Heck, I can't even really remember his name, to be honest. It's like... Mitt, or something like that. I don't know. It's weird. But yeah, so... Overall, I think it's a, it's a fine movie. Was it worth... Not going to the movies for it? Uh, yeah. It would have been very weird to watch that in theaters. Because... It, it just... A lot of it's walking. Talking and them interacting. Him pretty much having just a bunch of guilt for his, his daughter's death. And projecting a lot. But overall, it's fine. I would say that this one... In comparison to something like, uh, to, in comparison to Annihilation, this one's more worth watching, especially if you like dinosaurs and stuff. Just turn your brain off and it, it'll keep you entertained for an hour and a half. It's fairly short as well. So, I say if you're interested, give it a shot. Otherwise, yeah, It's okay. <laughs> uh, the special effects are pretty good. The... The gun that he has is kind of cool. Um, the gore effects are pretty pretty decent and gross. The the squishy bug that he like a bug lands on the back of his neck and he swats at it and it's it's disgusting and goo. Um, the interactions between him and the kid are kind of cute, but also like no don't. No, you're trying to survive now? Maybe don't have little um, jokey things constantly going on here and there. I understand that you're trying to keep it lighthearted and everything, but you're on a time limit, bud. Uh, before, at the very least, you run out of food. Uh, the acting's decent, though minimal, because, again, they can't really talk, so... Dialogue is kind of at a minimum. 
I think I think that that's pretty good. Like I said, this this one's going to be kind of fast because not a lot happens in the film as well. Uh, yeah. So with that, I think we'll call it there. Do I recommend it overall? Yeah. Why not? Give it a look. It's interesting, I guess. It's just one of those movies that it doesn't really impact the course of the world. And you don't learn enough about his, like, home world for it to matter. And you, you don't learn enough much about the system to, like, know if you need to be terribly worried about whether or not he'll be saved. Who knows? Uh, I don't. Anywho. But with that said, uh, we are now going to go ahead and transition on over to this week's update. Which, um... I actually don't we're we're getting kind of close to the end of the challenge but by the time this comes out it'll be like mid-august i'm recording it early i i stated at some point that i was gonna record these annihilation and 60 65 early to make sure that i actually did record them at some point so that i, I wouldn't um continuously find new things to <laughs> to watch because you know i i did barbie or as of right now where I currently am, I'm about to do uh, watch Barbie. And then after that, Haunted Mansion. So, you know, it, it's... It's... It, it could easily continue going, but I, I've planned them, and I now as of this, I've recorded them. Anyway, on, on to the challenge update. Hello, and welcome to the update. Of which uh, this is kind of a multiple bit part of the update because, um, you know, this is the first one that's actually part of the adventure update. Uh, big quotation marks there. And yeah, it, it's, it's something. So this update is tied to the 65 episode of which I am currently editing. Uh... And I'm currently recording this while in a closet of an Airbnb that is uh, very fun. Now, as for the adventure update itself, you might notice that I'm a bit being a bit quiet. It's because instead of getting um, a hotel room all to myself and whatnot, now uh, we decide uh, we we got an Airbnb that kind of. Is is a bit of a shared space. Uh, with any luck, it's it's fairly quiet uh, for them, and hence the the me me being in a closet doing this. So that that's fun. But hopefully you guys can hear me. Okay, I'll probably make sure that the audio is a little bit louder on this one so that you guys can hear me decently well. As for how the adventure of the ad adventure part of the update is going, um, rough, very very rough. I'm. I'm finding out that I don't like nature all that much, uh, and that maybe this specific field is not for me. So I'm gonna, I'm probably gonna finish out this session and then call it there, and look into different things. So that is life, I guess, and we, we, we move on. That's the fun of it. Uh, as for the actual update this week, I am way, 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 way behind. Uh, not for a lack of liking the book or anything. 
It's just because of the um, adventure, I haven't really had time to, you know, actually read the book. So I'm only like, I don't know, 70-ish uh, pages into the book. And it's, um, it's, a, it's fine. Uh, it makes me want to read the updated Thrawn books because it has a kind of similar plot where Thrawn gets a, a young upstart person from X, Y, or Z place and uses them to teach him the language. It's kind of fun. The only thing I'm not a big fan of currently is that it's following like three people so far. It's following, um, a small, like a, a lower on the ranks crew member of a smuggling group. And then it's following a Jedi Master who's trying to get the titular outbound flight approved. And then we randomly are following Obi-Wan Kenobi at some point for some reason who... And currently it's like split into two different plots. So there's the Thrawn plot and then there's the outbound flight plot. The Thrawn plot is following the smugglers and Thrawn as Thrawn is trying to learn the language and whatnot. And and his exploits as they're learning more about Thrawn. You know, classic Thrawn fun stuff. But the B plot is... Well, B and C plot are this, like, weird layered thing. And actually, it's also the D plot, because I realize that there is actually another person that we're following who is the Chancellor's assistant. So it's this multi-layered plot in the... In the <laughs> in the C, in the B, C, and D plot. So the, the Jedi Master is trying to get his outbound flight thing approved, and so he, he goes to the Chancellor, who is like, you know, I, I'll try to help you, and his assistant butts in, saying, oh, but what, you, like, you could deal with this thing, and maybe the Chancellor will be able to help you then. And so... The Jedi Master's like, yeah, sure, I'll, I'll do that, whatever. You just make sure that my, my project gets put through. And the Chancellor's like, yeah, cool. Then we follow the Assistant. The Assistant, turns out, is working for Darth Sidious, who is is Palpatine. Uh, so he's... He's, <laughs> he's playing a double agent, but technically a single agent, because he's, he's working for the same guy, just his two different um, aspects, I guess. And then we follow Obi-Wan, oh, and the assistant's being sent to disrupt or shadow the Jedi Master to, I don't know, make sure his plot, his plans fail so that outbound flat doesn't happen, I guess. Then we follow Obi-Wan, who is being sent after the Master to shadow him, just for some reason, I guess. I, I don't know. It's weird and complicated, and gives me a slight headache, but overall, it's a fine book. I love the Thrawn bits. I don't know why there's a, a weird B-plot. It's, it's supposed to be mostly a Thrawn book, so we'll see how the plots uh, interconnect later. How am I going to catch up? I don't know. I might end up becoming way behind um, before the end of next week. It, it's going to be rough. I'm going to try to finish this book before I um, am done with this project. But we'll see if I'm able to. Honestly, it, it is, it's difficult to get time to read. Because I pretty much get back from the field and I, I am almost ready to crash. It sucks. 
we'll see. But as it currently stands, I'm going to try to finish that book, try and get started on the Nico D'Angelo book, but we shall see how that works. But otherwise, that, that's kind of the rub of it currently. <laughs> it's just a, a race to hope that I can actually get the stuff accomplished. Anywho, though, uh, with that said, uh, I'll leave this update relatively short, I guess, this week. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. If you guys liked this podcast, feel free to give it a like, comment, and subscribe if you are listening on YouTube. If you are listening elsewhere on any other platform that you might listen to podcasts, uh, feel free to rate, share, comment, uh, whatever your, your platform allows you to do. But with that said, uh, we'll leave it there. Feel free to check out my, uh, my Lego Pirates of the Caribbean thing going on currently where I have a couple of episodes back backlogged, ready to go while I'm out here. Anyway, thank you guys so much for listening, and I will talk to you guys later. Goodbye.